It's Tuesday, February 22nd, 2022, and this is Talk Commerce. Welcome to Talk Commerce, where we explore how merchants, agencies, and developers experience commerce and the communities they work and live in. Don't forget to collect your free joke at the end of this intro. This episode is all about the twos. We're publishing on February 22nd, 2022, which is 22222, and we're talking about Magento 2. Today we interview Vinay Kopp. What is the future of Adobe Commerce and Magento open source? Vinay and Brent talk about the recent Magento Developers Live Commerce Conference and discuss the keynote that was presented during that conference. We discuss MageOX and how the community has stepped up to help Magento open source move faster into the future. We debunk some speculation in social media about the conference and what was announced and talk about long-term and short-term support for Magento open source. The excellent news, Magento open source is alive and well and will be for a long time. This is a great conversation with Vinay Kopp, and you will learn a lot. And now, your free joke. When I moved into my igloo, my friends threw me a housewarming party. Now I'm homeless. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by the e-commerce Unconference, happening on April 8th in Orlando, Florida. This is a platform agnostic event and all are invited. An unconference is a conference where you decide on the speakers and the topics which are to be presented. We already have some great sponsors and supporters. JetRails and WebScale are our headline sponsors this year. We have an educational sponsor from SwiftOtter and platform supporters from Shopware and BigCommerce. That's U-N-C-O-N-F dot U-S. And get your ticket. Capacity is limited. Use the promo code TALKCOMMERCE to get a fantastic, unbelievable discount. Make this a weekend vacation while attending a fun event. That's April 8th in Orlando, Florida. And I've heard there are some theme parks that are nearby. That's unconf dot U-S. This episode is brought to you by the Magento Association. Join today at magentoassociation.org forward slash join. Be part of a great and vibrant Magento community. My name is Brent Peterson and I'm your host. Please remember to subscribe wherever you download your podcasts. And now, talk commerce. Hey. Right. <laughs> yeah, welcome to this episode. Uh, uh, thank you. The, Vinay Kopp is here. He's one of the, uh, well, you know, Vinay, I'm going to let you let you introduce yourself today. Vinay and I have known each other for a quite a long time, but Vinay, why don't you go ahead and tell us uh, what you do day to day and uh, maybe one of your passions. Right on. Uh, thanks, Brent, for having me. Uh, I'm um, technical director at Huba Themes. So I work very closely with uh, Willem and all our customers, who, uh, well, more specifically develop the developers who do the implementations and try to make their life as easy and fun as possible. 
And one of my passions, oh boy. Um, sleeping. Oh no, wait, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Sleeping's the good. Dog, you know, wor working out, doing doing stuff with the dog is fun. A man trailing and uh, well, all kind of you know just fun stuff is great. Um, traveling with a family is lovely. Um, I, I really enjoy writing code. I mean, that's passion. Uh, still is. Um, so yeah. Good. Yeah. So, um, uh, I've had the opportunity to run with you and your dog in the mountains around Heidelberg, and it's such a great experience. <laughs> that was a very nice run. Yes. Um, so today I think let's talk a little bit about the Hoofa theme. And, um, I think more, 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 let's talk about some of the things that are happening with Magento open source and Mage OS. I think that would be some really interesting topics that uh, resonate mm -hmm. well. Um, let's start with um, let's start with Mage OS and um, and and talk a little bit open source. I know there was Developers Live, Adobe Developers Live conference on Friday last Friday, and that would have been February eleventh. Um, what what was your takeaways from that? Yeah. Um, I Okay, for me, um, it was a very nice talk. I enjoyed it. Uh, not just the talks. I watched a couple of, and I didn't watch everything. I just watched a couple of the talks and presentations and this um, roundtable about agenda open source and such. So uh, I liked it. Um, the vibe in a, within Adobe, I am enjoying that. It's uh, being, you know, it's a lot better than it used to be a couple of years ago. And they're communicating a lot more, which which helps me uh, understand what's happening. So that's good. Even though uh, you you just asked me before the um, before we started recording, actually, the keynote right was a little misleading in parts. So uh, a number of people reached out to me afterwards and asked me about uh, you know some of the statements that were made and. At least from my understanding, as part of the Magento Open Source Task Force, where we talked extensively, you know, hours about these topics, um, um, maybe the information given was a little incomplete. So I understand why people might have gotten the wrong impression there. So one of the statements, for example, was that uh, community open source is handed over completely to the community. And that's not true, because... Um, what will happen, at least according to the current plans and you know, expressed intent of Adobe, is that Magento open source as it is today will stay there as Magento open source LTS, so long-term support, which has um, five years or whatever support versions, very stable, absolute focus on security and stability because it's the basis of their commercial offerings. And what they will be handing over to the community is a new distribution called STS, short-term support. So this will not be officially supported on Adobe Cloud. Probably it will be possible to install it and use it, even though it just won't be you know, the official distribution for, for one. And that, in fact, will be owned by the community. Uh, it's not quite clear who that will be. Will it be the Magenta Association or how that will look like, but Adobe said they only will have a advisory role, no veto power or anything. So the community can, in fact, 
uh, steer the way it should go, which is lovely. It's pretty much exactly what we wanted to achieve with MageOS. And um, it's very exciting. So I was very surprised when Adobe announced it. So like 180 you know, turned there. So great. A lot of things probably were being discussed internally before they announced this. So that's one thing. It's not that open source is just handed over to the community and Adobe is like, okay, we got rid of it. In fact, it's going to be a whole new distribution that's in the hands of the community while the existing distributions will exist. And security features and new releases will, you know, flow back into STS. And at the same time, any features that are developed in STS and that are maybe then after a year or so battle proven turn out to not cause big disruption and, and actually have tangible benefits for merchants, they can be cherry picked back into LTS when there's time for another release there. So there, these two versions are definitely uh, not independent of each other. And uh, they can, you know, there's a vested interest on both sides to stay compatible to some degree, right? even though I'm really looking forward to being able to innovate again as part of the Magento core. And at least, I mean, it's kind of hard now to speak about Magento STS because I can, I've got pretty clear picture about Mage OS, how that should be, you know, what it's for, the value it will provide to merchants, to developers, to Adobe, to the ecosystem. Um, it's, it's maybe a bit premature trying to apply the same thoughts to the STS distribution because that's just not just major S, right? But probably there'll be some similarities. So I would be very excited to be able to help maybe steer some aspects of that into the direction that I personally find important. For example, uh, make it more accessible for developers and uh, performance improvements, of course, etc. So many, many things there. Uh, to, to do, to think about, to have fun with. So that's one part of it. The other part that you mentioned before we started recording again was, um, is Adobe going complete SaaS? Is like Adobe Commerce going completely SaaS? And I think what that was statement was intended to mean was that all new features that Adobe will be releasing for Adobe Commerce will be SaaS offerings just like they have for the last couple of years. So everything around Sensei, so uh, Adobe Analytics, product recommendations, search, I think those are the services they provide. So far, they are SaaS offerings, but they only are usable with Adobe Commerce because of the PHP stack they're built around and integrated into. Now, in theory, they could be integrated into any commercial e-commerce offering, right? Not just Magento, these SaaS offerings after all. But... Adobe Commerce will be built on the PHP stack. So it's not like it's completely SaaS. No, for the years to, for many years to come is the official statement. So nobody knows for how long. Um, pretty long is my expectation, right? It will be pretty much what we've got right now. We have the stable PHP core and then SaaS offerings being built on top of this. And this is actually great because nobody likes breaking upgrades. I, I mean, it's just doing work without getting any benefit out of it. So having a stable core is awesome for everybody. Developers have much more fun building new stuff. Merchants don't want to pay without getting something in return for development work and, and development hours. So this idea that we were proposing for Magento open source from the beginning for uh, MageOS, that is, and now also I think 
hopefully will be adopted for um, for the SDS release, is that the same approach is followed. So any new features are developed as extensions, so to speak, right? It doesn't have to be SaaS offerings, but they won't be part of the core, so to speak, right? But, but external extensions, which then can be added in. And the only difference is such a service or feature could be running inside of the same PHP process. So that would be the in-process customization as uh, we developers know and love it. Or it could be a SaaS offering like Adobe offers it. Now, in case of Adobe, those could be customized through this thing called uh, Adobe I.O., former Firefly, etc. But that's just for the SaaS offerings. So all the existing customizability of Magento still exists. And um, that's great because we have the whole module ecosystem and uh, developer ecosystem around that. And that, that seemed to stay. So maybe that clarifies things a bit. Yeah, I, I want to just uh, break this down a little bit now because we went we went through a lot of things, and I think part of it. And I I did not have an opportunity to see the live broadcast, um, but um, the um, uh, the LTS and STS I think obviously has confused a lot of people. When when I read a few notes from from somebody that sent me, here's what's happening. They said Magento's going open source. <laughs> I mean, Magento's going SaaS was the first statement, right? So I, I think, um, and that Magento Association is going to take over the Magento open source. Like, so these are some big statements, and I was like, wow, what, what is, where did this all come from? And I started doing some searching, and I couldn't find anything about it. So I think your clarification has made it uh, much easier to understand. Um, and then Willem did go through the L LTS and STS with me, and I'll, that also makes perfect sense. Um, so I, I do feel like maybe they did dump a whole lot in a keynote on the community. And um, I'm a little bit uh, perturbed that it's going to take three weeks for this recording to come back out. I feel like... Um, I, I, and, and maybe there was some misinterpretations of this news... Um, and it hasn't spread widely. So let's, I, I just want to go back to open source and let's talk directly about STS, LTS. Um, and so it's clear right now, Magento is going to control the open source core of Magento. Adobe is going to control the open source core of Magento. It's going to be called LTS. long LTS, long-term support. Um, and that the another entity at some point is going to get control over the fork, which is going to be this short-term support, which is going to be more of the innovative space that's going to happen. Would that be a good? It's yeah, we'll be we'll be able to you know adopt newer PHP versions much much quicker, um, include improvements that have a high priority for for the community. Um, better caching, better session handling, uh, some, but for Adobe, they didn't have a high priority because of maybe focus on Adobe Commerce Cloud or stability. So, you know, there's much more room to maneuver there for innovations. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, I think one of some of the things you've talked about and, and one of the things they did, uh, they did um, talk, they did announce earlier was they're gonna decouple all the core features all the third-party modules like PayPal and Dot Digital, all those are going to get 
removed from the core, and we're going to end up with a st with with just magenta, which I think is a great idea in that part. I agree. Um, so, um, again, just to explain to the listeners, um, LTS um, is going to be a um, a version of Magento that is a core version that's going to reside as an open source version for everybody to use. It's not going away. It is still going to be the core of Adobe Commerce. And Adobe Commerce, theoretically, what they're saying is, is they're not going to bundle a lot of new functions into the core of Magento, but rather depend on third parties and more likely from Adobe anyways, SaaS services to attach to it. Is that a good, a good, uh, easy way to yep. say it. Okay. Absolutely. Um, that so, um, if we then talk just briefly about the, um, SAS, cause I, you know, I heard a lot of people say Magento's going SAS, <laughs> right? I mean, that, I don't know how that could have been misinterpreted. Um, well, I guess I could, I do know how it could have gotten misinterpreted. It sounds like all the new features are going to be SAS, but the core of Magento, uh, as we know it, there's no plans at the moment to make it go SAS. Right. And it would really have to be a brand new refactoring of Magento or Adobe Commerce before it could possibly go completely SaaS. So complete speculation here, but my guess is something like that will come uh, at one point in time, maybe, but uh, everybody within Adobe says many years to come, whatever that means, right? Until that will be ready. So until then, um, they will be reliant and dependent on the PHP version for many years to come. And also, even after this new product finally has been realized, this complete SaaS commerce offering, they have a lot of existing customers on Magento as we currently know it. And they will still need to be supported. So that will take another, you know how it is, software never dies. And we have still have Magento 1 and uh, what's called um, OS Commerce hanging around, right? Still. So, <laughs> you know, um, we'll, we'll still have Magento 2 sites on PHP in 10 years, uh, officially supported by Adobe, I guess. Yeah, and I think the, the realization, too, of this SaaS offering, it will be something that competes in the enterprise space when it's ready. And I'm guessing five years from now it'll be ready. Um, Ideally, it would be cool if they had three versions, right? They had a SaaS, they had a on-prem, and they had an open source. Uh, with the open source always kind of underlying core that's pushing forward all the core features that are that made Magento great. Um, and there's no reason why a SaaS version couldn't be PHP. Uh, oh, I, you know, I think Kineo has a SaaS version that's PHP. Shopware has a SaaS version that's PHP. So, you know, there's let's. Let's not speculate too much, but I, I think just to um, help people understand what was what was put out there on Friday, um, that the peripheral peripherals of Magento as we see them, or as Adobe Commerce, sorry, as we see them, are going to be SaaS. And I guess the good news for that is that anybody who has open source would now have have options to bring in some of the enterprise SaaS features that Adobe Commerce is offering. 
if Adobe decides to offer them to uh, open source merchants running on open source, sure. So there's no technical reason not to, uh, only business reason, like, hey, we want to have an exclusive for commerce, which I don't, I don't know. But there are always other offerings too, like you know, companies like Nosto offering product recommendations and other search, Streetwise, etc. So there are many options, competitors, so to speak, of the Adobe offerings, which are, of course, open to any open source merchant too. And I think all of these, uh, a lot of these uh, extension companies, uh, Shipper HQ is a great example of who decided that they were going to go SaaS early on. They've had big success in doing that. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't think it, you know, because you're, because the, just because some of that processing, processing is done outside of Magento doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to stop you from making some customizations that you want around that. Like if we think about how Magento works, there is an extension that usually talks to the SaaS provider and, uh, and then the SaaS provider does its work and it comes back, right? At a minimum, you can just connect with RESTful or have some basic connections where it would do everything. But generally, we'd have some extension you would install. That extension would do the communications. If there's any rules that we want to build, we could build into that extension that's outside of the SaaS. And I guess we would call that microservices, right? If, if we're truly SaaS, you'd have to build it. You'd have to have all these different <laughs> microservices that are residing outside and, and you'd have to manage all those things. Well, I don't know how micro these services are, but services, yeah. <laughs> and that's exactly how the Adobe SaaS soft offerings integrate into Magento Commerce too. Exactly, just like you said. So no difference. Yeah, and I think too, I mean, I guess there is, um, there, there are going to be Adobe extensions that you would install. And um, I'm thinking specifically of the new Adobe Payments, which is an extension you install but the bulk of the work is done outside of Adobe Commerce, and it is open to it is open to open source clients. Um, interesting uh, that a lot of the extension updates, because they said the extension is par partially written in React, the extension updates can be pushed to the extension from Adobe. Yeah. Um then it has to be hosted somewhere like the, the JavaScript code needs to be pulled in from some uh, server environment controlled by uh, Adobe in that case. So they just update the file on the server, which then gets loaded into the browser. That's the only way to do that because they are unable to update the code running on a, on a server, unless of course they own the server too, like with the cloud. So that would be another story, but um, yeah, it's, I mean, everybody's, has the same tools at their disposal as, a, as technological tools. It doesn't matter whether it's Adobe, whether it's a third-party SaaS provider, whether it's an in-house team. Adobe obviously has a bit of power, you know, in, in terms of manpower, right? They can put behind some, some things and um, can unify a lot of offerings. And there certainly is a benefit in that, but they still have to build stuff with the same technology everybody else uses. Um, so I, I think some of the things I'm hearing is that you're you're excited or let's call it bullish about this LTS STS model, and it's going to be a good path forward for the years to come. At least the, in it, the short term, at least five years. In the long term, ten years, right? Yeah. Um, well, your guess about the time frame is as good as mine. 
Um, that said, uh, I, I, my idea is probably something similar. Yeah, I think you're, you know, probably not too far off. But again, I, I have no idea. I don't know. No additional information. Now, because Adobe has a big corporation, they've got legal, they've got a ton of teams, a lot of different departments that have to be involved, product ownership, marketing, APIs, strategy, leadership, whatever that means. So, so many people, so many aspects. It'll take some time. It won't be here tomorrow. I have no clue how long it'll take. It does seem like Adobe is interested in making that happen as quick as possible, as quickly as possible. So I, I have no uh, impression of anybody stalling this. Uh, and, and this is, I'm talking here from being part of this Magenta Open Source Task Force, right? So we meet every two weeks and get to talk with other members of the community who are interested in the future of open source and also uh, five or six people from Adobe who are there all the time. So we talk about different aspects of this and try to find the right best path forward. And that's what this is based on. So it'll take some time. And in the meanwhile, we from the uh, Magento Open Source Community Alliance will continue to build out the MajorOS distributions and uh, everything that we're doing there, I believe, will feed um, directly into the STS version. So because we're learning a lot building this and all that knowledge will serve uh, being able to have a community-run Magento version, even with the guidance from Adobe. It doesn't hurt learning things on your own too, right? So we are not dependent on Adobe. And that's the one thing I keep, keep repeating, and that's one of my main motivations there. I think it's pretty important to be independent, to be able to make our own decisions without having to wait for others. And so far, everything that we've done has greatly uh, just only good things have come from it. Look at what we're getting. We're getting STS version. We have a lot more communication with Adobe. The whole vibe is shifting around Magento. We have a lot more clarity about where Magento is headed, etc. So I, I believe if we could continue to do this, um, more good things will come. <laughs> right? All right. Yeah. So I want to shift now. Okay. Let's. I want to close out this Mage OS thing. Um, so just if you're a listener and um, and you're not technical. Don't worry, Magento's uh, around. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, and if you're a listener and not technical, I apologize, but I want to show Brent something, which I didn't tell him about up front. And I don't know if that's a good idea because I haven't showed that to anybody yet. And it's, it's super fresh. It's basically something I got done today. But I think it's exciting because it shows what we've been working on. So uh, I hope you're okay with me just. Uh, yeah, doing... let's do it. It's really. It'll make, it'll make people go to uh, my website and watch the video now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> no, sneak peek here. I, I hope this works. And again, this is very uh, preliminary. It's not going to be anything that's. Uh, it's not stable or anything there. So look at this repomajors.org. So here we have a composer repository. So this UI is nothing that will stick around. That's just the default SATA repository. But what this means is. I am now able to do um, something like this. Um, let's and say. 
and and just for because this also goes as a podcast i'll just give some commentary on what you're doing okay. this will be like a soccer match or a football match that we're having so right now vanai is just showing us how he's going to pull and it, actually the text is too small for me i'm oh. see i thinking you're pulling from there you go so yeah so oh. you're pulling from a repo with composer great right and so far this repo url always was repomedento.com yeah and now for the first time it's possible well you know, if this works, to actually install Magento based uh, on packages completely created independently of the Adobe repositories from, from the forked GitHub repos with independent uh, build processes and everything. So this is completely home-baked packages, so to speak, right? So the package names haven't changed it because it's a uh, mirror repository. And, and that just as again, since we're, um, we're, some of us are not watching the video, we're watching Vinay in real time install um, Magento. Right. Um, we'll see if this works out. So let's install 243P1, I guess, is the latest version that's still available. Um, yeah, let's see what happens. All right. Well, that didn't work out. Did I have a typo in there? Project Community Edition should work. All right, we're going to have to multitask while you're doing this, Vinay, just so uh, the people that are listening only uh, can follow along. Um, so I uh, think the what we're what, the, the important parts the important parts of this is that <laughs> um, um, there's going to be a, a usable, stable fun branch of Magento that merchants can look at and use, right? Right. And it's going to be updated more quickly. Um, and I'm assuming some of the LTS features like security fixes are going to get rolled into the STS as well. Yes. So anything LTS would have, STS would have by default. And SDS would just have more. Right. And, oh man, too bad. I know I... I should have known it wouldn't this demo wouldn't wouldn't have worked um so it still requires tweaking but um you know we're so close you know yeah. <laughs> basically so this, this is the current version we have uh, um, what i would call mirror distributions of every package available of uh, magenta but self-built and then the next step is to provide nightly builds and ci for continuous integration for test and so on and then we can go to the next step where they which is uh, provide uh, this alternative distribution with improvements um i i want to just dive one just one small okay. technical talk but really quick um so i did see i don't remember the person's name i think he's a magento master and i should know his name but he talked about integrating um the uct the upgrade compatibility tool into the build of every of every build of magento um I think that's exciting, and I think more people should use this upward, uh, upgrade compatibility tool, as well as just the multi the testing framework. I can't te I can't express more that developers need to be using some of the tools that are out there. Have you used the up upgrade compatibility UCT tool at all? Yeah, I have. Um, well, not in anger. I've just used it on the code base that I work on, but because I'm working with a product company, Huva. It's not like we have our own sites. Uh, like I'm not a merchant, in effect. Um, I work for merchants, so it's slightly different. But uh, yeah, it's good. 
this uh, upgrade compatibility tool is um, helpful. I wouldn't consider it a goal to be you know, 100% green because that severely limits what can be done, but it, it's super useful in that it shows where to pay extra attention during upgrades. Chances are, depending on how the code is written, it will still work. Right. But it's, uh, it just gives an indication of where a given site is. Good. All right. So let's move on to the Magento Association. So the, you're part of the open source task force, right? Is that what it's called now, the open source task mm -hmm. force? I'm on the membership committee, so I can share my news from our meeting yesterday, and you can share your news. How's that? You share your news first. What's, how, what's the news on the open source task force? The news on the open source task force is that we're trying to figure out how to make this STS version happen as good as possible. First, Adobe has to figure some stuff out internally. But once it's ripened a little bit, the, we want everybody on this task force wants a joint effort there, realizing that. In fact, a lot of the work will be up to the community. And with as all things open source, the people who show up and do the work, they're the one who counts. So it doesn't matter about you know, how things, how groups of people and so on should look. It's just whoever's there does it. So, um, yeah, I hope many more people will turn up. But same with this open source task group. At the beginning, we were a lot more people. And after some time, some people just stopped going. Maybe they thought nothing would come out of it or don't have time or life happens. I realize, you know, we live in a world where things do happen that might make Magenta seem less important. Uh, so... I understand, but we need the people who are willing to show up and do the work. And we want to encourage people to join and help. So that's what we talked about. One thing I've seen uh, from this task force is the lack of representation from people outside Europe. Wait, so you're talking about Major OS, I think. So the task force oh, is like right. a committee of the Magento Association. Yeah. Okay. Um, yes. Uh, so major OS. Yes, it, absolutely. You're right. Uh, the U.S. was underrepresented and many other parts of the world as well. Okay. And the reason for that, and you, you guessed correctly. I mean, you talked about that before. It's, it's just we wanted to move fast and moving fast is easier with a smaller group. Yeah. Now we're at a point. See, we have, we almost have a release ready. And once that's ready, we will open up the group and we'll open up the GitHub repository and invite people to participate. Like, it's super right. important what people participate. But then we have something, right? We're not just people talking about stuff and we've got something. So, um, yeah, you know, that's super exciting. And I'm looking forward to many people joining, like, uh, from the U.S. and other people, other parts. We, we need Yeah, so just to clarify, and I... Sorry to add some confusion. The, the Magento Open Source Task Force is five people from Adobe and five community members that are working on how are they going to make this all work, right? The open source version and what's going to happen. The Mage OS, the Mosca, is a group of people that are, are actually working on making it work. Is that a good way to describe it? Yes. Started earlier, this whole STS version only happened because of what as um, you know the open letter that this 
Community Alliance European centric <laughs> group published. And um, yeah, so that's how it started, but it's not going to stay that way. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's confusing. From the outside, I wouldn't have a clue what's going on. We have uh, Magento Association, we have Adobe. We have Magento Open Source. Now we have Magento Open Source LTS and STS. And then we have Major OS, multiple distributions. And we have repository. Right. Like, too much. Like, who, who can understand all that stuff? But yeah. it'll become clear yeah. over time. Uh, yeah, so okay, hopefully good. everything will just merge together over time. Yeah, all right. So from the membership side, then, um, the Magento Association is going to have a paid model. And, the, and at first... The, the, what you'll get from paying is you'll have the right to vote for the board and the board voting is out now. I think it's starting. Um, and I think that we, we would, I, I think that there has been quite a shift in the community um, and, and people are looking for new board members. So um, I, I don't, I, I think they're looking for March 1st to start. It's going to be on Patreon that they're looking to March, March 1st to start um uh, the member drive to get people to join the Magento Association. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, it'll be, well, I won't say, I won't have any, I won't say any prices yet because nothing has been confirmed, but th there should be some affordability in there as well. Um, it'll be very similar to what Drupal's doing. Um, and the pricing mm -hmm. will be, it'll, the pricing to join will be lower than what Drupal has. Uh, and the first benefit is that you'll be able to vote for the board of, the board for Magento Association. So that's yeah, my big news. news. Yeah. Good news. So, Thank you. Okay. That's, I, that's very cool. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, one of the things is that people have, have complained from a, that the Adobe side has not been transparent and communicative and the Magento Association side has been slow in communicating. So I think what we're seeing is each of these committees is happening and uh, I'm taking some responsibility on telling the world what's happening in our committee. Um, so uh, I, I, I wrote a blog post about our meeting in, in January that should be out pretty soon now. I'm going to write a, media, a blog post about our meeting for February. Um, and, mm -hmm. and, you know, honestly, too, <laughs> just the time to get that blog post approved is quite a quite a long stretch. It's not like you just record it and get it live right away. There's a lot of, there's a lot of red tape and I'm learning that. And I think part of it is that the community has to be okay with some of this red tape. Um, and I think what you've said earlier about Mosca and how you wanted to make it happen faster, that I think that's a great decision to make that work. Because if you, yeah. if you do open it up to the whole community, now you have multiple, multiple people who want to do different things and you you can never get anything done do you remember last i think it was september meet magento poland um the discussions that were happening there about paid membership and everything that's cool to see this come to fruition very nice also back then um, um Mattes from typo3 he said, okay, if you start to open things up, what will happen is a lot of people will attend the first two meetings and after that, it will just be back to you know, a fraction. And those are the important ones. So don't spend too much time making everything too transparent and easy um, because too much effort there isn't worth it. And back then, I, you know, it would be nice if we just had hundreds of people 
working overtime, getting everything done. We just, uh, yeah, I think that's just not how it's going to work. He has a lot of experience in that area, so. Yeah, no, I saw some of those, uh, I saw some of his tweets, or I think they were tweets or LinkedIn, I think they're tweets. Anyway, so, uh, you know, I just, I just want to reassure people from the Magento Association side, and by the way, go to magentoassociation.org forward slash join and join today. Um, uh, that things are happening. There things are happening on the on the open source task force. We'll have some great news on the events committee. Uh, things are happening on the events side. There's going to be more Meet Magentos coming. Uh, there'll be um, uh, there'll there's things happening from the membership side. Um, and I'm just. I'm just going to continue to push that Magento Association has a place on their website to tell us what each of these committees is doing. Because um, I, I, I do feel like it's not like we're working towards transparency, but it would be great to, ha to even publish the meeting notes like as a transcript. I mean, I don't know why not. Right. Like this is there's nothing happening in these meetings that. That can't be. We don't sign an NDA, and we don't say no. You can't say this to anybody, right? So why can't we talk at least talk about it? I think if we don't do that, then we also end up with speculation, like we did from last Friday's uh, conference, where the keynote is saying Magento's going SaaS, right? <laughs> and yeah, and everybody starts getting confused. Mm, yeah, it would be helpful to know. To be able to refer back to okay you know what's actually going on if needed probably most people won't watch that because we're all busy and it's just more meetings so oh yes i want to watch more meetings yeah well i think <laughs> just that from from a news standpoint even from a transcript standpoint if you google mm. like i like right after i saw those notes i'm like i started googling magento mm. going open source and adobe commerce open source and magento adobe commerce all SaaS, and nothing's out there there's nothing there's no news about it. So then I'm like, well, maybe there's a misinterpretation of what the person said. Um, yeah. All right. So uh, we are we are, we we're going to have to do a second episode because we're running out of time for your Hufa talk. But I think let's let's briefly dive into Hufa, and I think that we should do a second episode specifically on the reason why people should should we should implore people to have faster websites. I think that should be the topic, right? If you happen yes. to be on Magento, Hoofa is a great option. And, you know, we've just launched our first client on the Hoofa theme. It's taken us a while, a live one. So we're excited about it and we're seeing great things. And every every meeting I'm in, and this shouldn't be a Hoofa commercial, but it's going to be. Every meeting I'm in, I pitch Hoofa and say that they that they can't, there's no better way to improve their ROI on a website than to increase the site speed, right? So tell yes, us, uh, maybe give us some updates. Uh, it, we have like five, ten minutes now. Yeah, give us some okay. updates on Hoofa and tell us what's happening. Uh, so much is happening. All the things, all the good stuff is happening. Uh, in particular, things that I've been working on a lot is uh, extension compatibility. We now have a number of extension vendors uh, join Hoover who are committed to supporting all their extensions, making them compatible. So they work out of the box on Hoover installs. Um, we have some early adopters like RedChamps and Jajuma with great extensions. So they, all of their extensions are compatible. And now we can, are seeing more uh, larger, major 
extension vendors join, like mate, we just renounced a tech partnership with uh, uh, Mageworks and uh, Webcool is coming. So, you know, they have a lot of compatible extensions. So that's great seeing that these extension vendors uh, see the benefit in making their extension compatible. So we have more than 100 compatible extensions now. Some are listed in the Huber compatibility tracker. Some are compatible out of the box. So no need to install additional extensions, just provided by the vendor directly. And that's been great. So I've been recording videos on how to make these uh, compatibility modules. I've been uh, writing a lot of documentations. We've made the documentations public, which has been requested a lot so people can inform themselves before actually starting out uh, purchasing a license. So that's done now at docshoover.io. And um, that's what I'm trying to do, basically, making the life of extension developers more pleasant and making life easier for merchants because all the extensions they want to work with, they just work. So that's good. A lot of extension vendors have been following the lead of Magento, creating their extensions in a way that they were built for Luma. So building a ton of small JavaScript files. And, and that's exactly the opposite of what we work, how we work in Hoover. So, but there's a reason for it, right? The, any Google page metric just is, it just doesn't pay having having this required JS based front end. So having small inline JavaScript is great. Uh, Google loves it. Customers love it. It's super fast. So uh, yeah, we have to adjust the way we write these modules. And that's what I try to educate um, developers about. That's great. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I've been, again, um, I've been pitching the fact that uh, Hoofa is going to improve your web vital scores. Mm -hmm. um, it would be great. Uh, it, it I'll just give you a, and I'll give you some, an idea that I had. It would be great if on the Hoofa site, on your Hoofa.io site, you have some kind of check, right? With a, with a, with a theoretical, if you switched your theme, what your score your score could be so like you punch in your URL it does a quick calculation which it's an open it it's an open API for the vital score and the, all you do is show that performance score like for example I just did a test on on uh, on yesterday um, on a client and and it came back as a 17 on their performance score um, and I have a script on my computer that I run so I just put in lighthouse url boom it gives me a little report and i can share it right with the client um it would be cool to say and that you would say well here's your here's your score 17 theoretically if you it, you know that it's going to improve it just by removing all that javascript stuff it'll improve it by 50 or 70 percent whatever it is so it'd go to 65 or something knowing that they still have, still have a lot more work to do but you can mm. give them some scores um I I can equate this to um, there's some marathons you can do that are downhill marathons, right? And they always mm -hmm. say, if your marathon was a four-hour marathon at Chicago, if you do this marathon, you're going to do a 3.30. So okay. you could extrapolate your needs afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can extrapolate the idea of performance gains from a benchmark that you would get in general and you know, yeah. of course, you would say this is not really going to happen. I mean, this is this is all theoretical. It's but theoretical. You, you will know, see yeah. an improvement, and improvement could be as much as this. 
Absolutely, yeah. It'd be a good selling tool. On average, if we take the customers where we have numbers, who went from Luma to Hoover, the medium amount they improved by is X, and then we could apply that there, maybe. Something like that. We, we could, it would be kind of tricky if people then would try to take that as a, you know, a promise. It didn't work. Uh, well, you know, you still are using this super expensive chat live chat or whatever right. that really ruins all the page metrics, no matter what page you set up under, yeah. underneath the user, right? So uh, <laughs> it depends as always. But yeah, I like the idea of being able to just immediately present some kind of results there. Yeah. And then I Here. think some some big, you know, some benchmarks, some some key benchmarks and and having some success stories on, on your site. You already have some success stories, but actually um, rolling them out with big, huge numbers and graphics, like some marketing directors like to see and CEOs like to see, they like to see a 56% improvement in load time or 120% improvement in, or 1,000%, you know what I mean? Like th those are the things that people <laughs> like to see. I didn't want to make this a marketing <laughs> session, but... You, you, thanks for the free consultation. I'm very much with you. <laughs> We're working on a new site. Uh, we're just missing a bit of the content. It looks great. I can't wait till it's finally live. So there'll be more stuff there. It's coming. It's almost there. Um, I really would like to have somebody on board who focusing focuses on producing that kind of content. It's uh, would be really helpful. Yeah, you got a job, right? <laughs> <laughs> um... Good. So you know, let's let's close and, out today. I think that uh, that there is some effort to get more content from HOS, right? I think we, mm -hmm. we had a meeting earlier, and and getting the community to be involved and in helping to, to develop some of that content. So why don't you just talk yeah. briefly about what you're working on there? Sure. The background is Adobe removed the domain magento.com and redirected all traffic to their Adobe Commerce Adobe.com landing page and. Um, I was pretty disappointed about it. I think that's a super bad idea. It's bad for everybody who built their business around Magento and Magento Open Source and the name Magento. And it's just harsh. I don't know. It's uh, not good. So I think the decision was made and that was also confirmed from you know, speaking to people inside of Adobe by people who don't understand and who don't have the full picture. And that just happens with a large company like Adobe. So hopefully, maybe something will change. I have no idea. But fact is, at the moment, if somebody wants to get informed about Magento Open Source, if they don't know it already, what do they do? There's no Magento.com. They just get a page on Adobe site selling them to Adobe Commerce, which is, you know, it's just explaining how that's built on top of open source is beyond what most people want to know. So we need something there because it's possible to create wildly successful websites on Magento Open Source. So many people are making, doing great. And uh, that's why we decided, uh, the, the major OS group, uh, to put up content around Magento Open Source um, targeted at merchants, for merchants, so they're able to inform themselves. So description what it is. Um, comparisons to Adobe Commerce, for example, uh, case studies, um, 
maybe you know insights into specific features that are that's offered there. I don't know. For example, page builder. You know, because that's the latest feature that got rolled over from uh, commerce to open source. So things like that that interest merchants who might consider it. Uh, so that should come out as fast as possible, and hopefully somebody else like. The Magento Association or Adobe will also do something, but experience has shown they move slower. So we're, we're trying to get something done. And as soon as something else is there, that if that's better, um, I think everybody would be happy to contribute the content there too. So it's just important to get the content out there because so many people's livelihood is built around Magento and not Adobe Commerce. Yeah. I agree. So I just kind of closing out today, a, a couple of key points, and I just want to key in on Magento open source. And I think that we have to continually talk to the leadership at Adobe and let them know how important those customers are and what a great funnel they are to getting to Adobe Commerce, right? So everybody on a, a Magento open source is a great candidate for Adobe Commerce. Everybody on Adobe, it, it, it you know, at some point, Everybody in open source isn't necessarily right for Adobe Commerce because it, you know, there, there's certain things that clients don't need, right? But everybody could be right for Adobe or for Magento open source. And if leadership understands, the more they invest in the open source side of it, the more potential clients they have that will move to Adobe Commerce, the right type of clients Adobe wants. And I, I know that Adobe wants people that fit into their suite, right? They want people that would maybe get AEM, that would get Adobe Target, get Adobe Analytics. They'd like to have people that fit into that Adobe, uh, Adobe Experience Suite, which includes Adobe Commerce. So this is a great vehicle for Adobe to get clients upstream into where they would like to see them. And mm -hmm. I also would agree that decoupling some of these things that were like, uh, some of the third-party modules that were part of core will make upgrades easier and make the experience that uh, some Magento open source users have had where upgrades have been um, a little bit more difficult and, and they're costly, right? So slimming down the core, making it really, really great uh, and making the core easily upgradable is going to is going to help the the open source users to um to have a a, a lower a, a larger ROI on their on their investment right yes. the key here though is we just need to keep pounding in that adobe can't forget open source and it's not a competition to adobe commerce the way adobe commerce is positioning themselves are for for big business like there's no absolutely no focus on medium and small business, right? So why don't they continue to focus on it by letting them use open source? There's some great folks inside of Adobe, uh, like uh, Eric Airway, Nicole Cornelson, Igor uh, Mignalo, um, uh, come on, Christian Pasha, Pakia, I think it is. Uh, not quite sure how to pronounce their names, apologies. But they are great. They're really working hard on increasing awareness inside of Adobe. And we can see that's happening through, you know, the results that we're seeing now. So they're also on the open source task force. So it's not just us having to talk to Adobe leadership. We have to do that and continue to do that. But there are also good folks inside of Adobe. Yeah, good. 
Uh, Vinay, we're going to have to uh, schedule another just performance interview and talk specifically about how you make your website faster. And uh, that will, of course, lead into Hufa. Uh, but uh, thank you for today. It's been a very enjoyable conversation. Um, I'm going to get the transcript out on this one right away so people can read it as well. Um, and um, and let's do another one where you can let's do it. We should we should do an episode when we're all ready to, to display um, how easy it is to, <laughs> uh-huh. to install Mage OS. I think that's a fantastic initiative. Yeah, yeah, let's do that one again. <laughs> All right, All thanks. Right, very good. thanks so much. Okay, thank you too, Brent. Um, yeah, take care. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. The Talk Commerce Podcast is sponsored by Swift Daughter. E-commerce developers solve problems daily. In fact, some of those seem like mountainous hurdles that must be climbed in a matter of hours. Stress levels can go through the roof. No wonder the plague of burnout affects developers too. Ah, but there's a vaccine for that. Investing time in your career will take you farther than you ever imagined. Meet Swift Otter. Swift Otter exists to help you become the e-commerce hero that is indispensable and irreplaceable at your company. We do this through Magento Certification Study Materials and Joseph Maxwell's most recent book, The Art of E-Commerce Debugging. Go to swiftotter.com to learn more about how you can quickly climb the ranks in your quest to be a better developer. While you're there, use the coupon code TALKCOMMERCE for 15% off any digital goods at swiftdotter.com. This episode is brought to you by the e-commerce Unconference happening on April 8th in Orlando, Florida. This is a platform agnostic event and all are invited. An unconference is a conference where you decide on the speakers and the topics which are to be presented. We already have some great sponsors and supporters. JetRails and WebScale are our headline sponsors this year. We have an educational sponsor from Swift Otter and platform supporters from Shopware and Big Commerce. That's U-N-C-O-N-F dot U-S and get your ticket capacity is limited. Use the promo code TALKCOMMERCE to get a fantastic, unbelievable discount. Make this a weekend vacation while attending a fun event. That's April 8th in Orlando, Florida, and I've heard there are some theme parks that are nearby. That's unconf.us. Thank you again for listening. My name is Brent Peterson, and it has been my pleasure to be your host today. Please rate and subscribe to Talk Commerce, new shows out every week.